Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Living a healthy, balanced life is no small feat, especially when you're a mom. With meals to cook, laundry to load, work to do, and humans to raise, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe living a healthy life has become way too complicated. What we need isn't a new plan or program telling us what to eat or how to live. We need simple, uncomplicated routines and information that's going to help us live our best, most beautiful life without rules and restrictions. Join me, Kristen Dofniak, holistic health coach, certified intuitive eating counselor, and mama of two for weekly conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life, uncomplicate eating, and simplify in every area of mom life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. One of the biggest questions I get asked by the women in my community is, I want to become a balanced eater, but I just can't stop overeating. Maybe it feels like the only time you don't overeat is when you're on a diet, but then you feel restricted and overeat again. Or maybe you've tried intuitive eating, but you stopped because you just felt out of control. So what's a wannabe balanced mama to do if the control doesn't last, but being out of control, well, that also doesn't work. I have identified four main reasons that women tend to overeat on the regular. So today I thought I would take some time to talk about those reasons and how to stop regular overeating. Now, before I dig into it, I do want you to know that there are other deeper emotionally charged reasons that you might be overeating, either at times or on the regular. So this isn't a comprehensive list. If these don't put you where you want to be, I'd encourage you to explore where your overeating might be stemming from emotional eating. I go over this in depth in my course on complicated eating. And so if you feel like this is you, that might be something that you want to explore. But for the mama who just wants to move past overeating, and these are the most common reasons I see women overeating, whether it's on a regular basis at meals or it's at night or on the weekends, this is often where it's stemming from. And so this, this is for you. The first and most common reason you might be overeating is that you are unintentionally or intentionally restricting your food intake. 
Now, there are different types of restriction when it comes to food. There's physical restriction. So this could be counting, tracking, measuring, macros, calories, points, only allowing yourself to have a certain amount of food. Or this could be a more psychological restriction where you tell yourself, oh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't eat more. I shouldn't have seconds. I should only have a certain amount. Or I shouldn't eat this food because it's bad. Or I should only eat these types of foods. It's that shoulding all over yourself. Any of these types of restrictions, whether you are physically restricting your intake, only allowing yourself a certain amount of food or certain portions or certain points, or you are psychologically restricting yourself, telling yourself that you should eat a certain way or you shouldn't, maybe you learned this in the past on a plan that you were on in the past, or you know maybe the people around you, wherever you learned this from, if there is that restriction there, either unintentionally because of things that you have learned and things that you believe around food or intentional trying to control your food intake to maybe control your weight, whether it's to lose weight or to not gain more weight. Your body, no matter what type of restriction it is, sees restriction as a threat. This is a survival mechanism. When we are not responding to our body's cues, when we are not eating when we're hungry or we're not eating enough, our bodies respond by increasing our hunger levels. And especially if we are not eating enough at meals throughout the day, and then we get to the point where we might feel like we are overeating in the evening, after dinner time, after the kids go to bed. This is often because our bodies eventually get to the point where they just can't handle the restriction anymore and they are asking for more. Because whenever our bodies feel like we are starving, and so not eating enough food is a form of starvation, even if you're not intentionally starving yourself, if you're eating less than your body needs, your body thinks that you are starving. And the survival mechanism is, I need to eat more to store up because I think that there is going to be a famine. That is why our hunger levels increase, our cravings increase, and we feel out of control around food. So whether this is unintentional or intentional, restriction more often than not leads to rebellion. So we try and control ourselves and then we end up feeling out of control. That is what I see over and over again with women who have been in a cycle of on-again, off-again dieting, restriction, trying to control themselves around food, often with good intentions. They want to be healthy. They want to get to their natural weight. But what happens is it eventually backfires, and then they're overeating, and then they're back and forth in this cycle that I talk about again and again. But if you are overeating, especially if it's you know after several meals where you feel like you're trying to be good and then eventually you just can't handle it anymore and you overeat and then you blame it on yourself and you're like, oh my gosh, it was so good during the day, it's likely a response to the restriction. It's nothing that you've done wrong. It is a response to your body just not having enough and reacting in a physiological way that is trying to protect you. Your body's goal, your body's job is to protect you and to keep you alive. And so if your body's not getting what your body needs, it's going to respond in that way. So that's the first reason. 
The second reason you might be overeating is because you're not eating regular balanced meals. So this could mean that you are skipping meals. It could mean that you're going too long between meals. And guys, I know that you are likely a busy mama. If you are listening to this podcast, not all of my listeners are moms, but many of us are busy mamas or busy professionals. And skipping meals happen sometimes because we get caught up in the day. We might, you know, spend all the time making lunch for our kids and then not have enough time for ourselves. And then we just, you know, end up eating the tails off the dinosaurs and a couple bites of macaroni and cheese at the end of lunch. At least you're feeding yourself, but it's not enough. If you are not eating regular meals, that means at least three meals and usually one or two snacks throughout the day. If you're going too long between meals, if you're letting your blood sugar drop too low, again, this is a survival mechanism. If your blood sugar drops so low that you are hangry, that you are starving, basically, you're so hungry, it's going to take longer for your body to get full and you are much more likely to eat past fullness. So this is the time where making sure that you have the food on hand in order to honor your body when you're hungry is really, really important and really crucial. The more busy you are, the more we need those systems in place to make sure that we have the food available to fuel our bodies on a regular basis. So this could mean making sure you're doing some meal planning and some light meal prep just so that you have some foods on hand so that maybe breakfast is your hardest meal of the day. So you do some smoothie bags at the beginning of the week or make some overnight oat jars or some egg cups or something that you can just grab and fuel your body for the rest of your day. Mornings are a crucial time for fueling your body really well because it sets your body up for blood sugar balance for the rest of the day. So having that balanced breakfast is really going to help you feel good for the rest of the day to feel energized. Blood sugar balance is really important for our energy levels, for our mood, and for our focus, as well as not overeating at the next meal. When our meals are balanced, and a balanced meal, I'm going to go more into this in the future, but a balanced meal is a meal that has a variety of nutrients. So it's got the things that are going to keep us full, satiated. So it's got some protein, it's got some fiber, it's got some fat, and this can be protein from any sources that feel good to you. It could be plant-based protein, it could be animal-based protein, it could be from dairy, it could be from fish. Totally up to you and what feels best in your body. And fiber, it could be fiber from vegetables or fruit or whole grains, but having some sort of fiber that's going to help to even out that blood sugar curve so it's not a roller coaster, but it's a, a rolling wave. And also having some sort of healthy vats in there too, those will also help to balance your blood sugar. So it's not about measuring or tracking. It's about having that light checklist where you're like, okay, I've got the things that I need. I can balance my blood sugar so that I can come to my next meal feeling calm and making the next best decision that's right for my body. So eating regular meals, eating balanced meals, not skipping meals, and allowing yourself to have the foods on hand that are going to allow you to do that is really going to help to combat that overeating that happens from dips in blood sugar, from skipping meals, and feeling like, you know, maybe you're, you haven't eaten all day, and then it's four o'clock, and you're like, well, it's too late for lunch, 
So I'm just going to wait until dinner and then five o'clock rolls around and you can't stop eating dinner. And then you just like eat everything in the cupboard afterwards. I hear this story a lot with the women I work with. So eating those regular balanced meals, fueling your body enough is going to help you with this. Not to mention it is really important for our metabolism that we are eating meals on the regular and that we are eating a balance of nutrients. Reason number three that you might be overeating is that you've made certain foods off limits and you're not satisfied with your meals. Satisfaction is huge. And satisfaction is more than just the nutrients I mentioned. So part of satisfaction is satiety. So it is making sure that you have protein, carbohydrates, and fat in your meals so that you are satiated, right? Like I mentioned, protein, fiber, and fat are going to help to keep you full. But satisfaction is more than just satiety, and this is where a lot of like diet plans get it wrong, where they tell you, well, as long as you're eating foods that are filling, then you'll be satisfied. But satisfaction is both satiety and sensory satisfaction. So taste, that you're actually enjoying the food that you're eating. If you have made certain foods off limits and you are only eating food because it's healthy and because you think you should be eating it, yes, we want to be eating nourishing, nutrient-dense foods that are going to make us feel good, but we need to also enjoy those foods. You don't need to eat kale if you don't like kale. One of the beautiful things about nature is that there are a large variety of foods that provide the same nutrients. So if you don't like kale, don't eat kale. You could have spinach. You could have Swiss chard. You could have collard greens. You could have arugula. There are so many different other greens that you could have to get in your leafy greens in a way that you actually enjoy. It's okay if eating a healthy, balanced diet is And when I say diet, clearly I'm talking about the food that you're eating. We're not going on a diet, just to be clear. But obviously, it's okay to have that as a priority for you and for your body, but we don't want to be doing it in a way that is taking away from the enjoyment and the pleasure from food. You can enjoy nutrient-dense foods that are going to fuel and nourish your body in a way that's actually delicious. When we put foods off limits, when we put limits on food, when we say this food is good or this food is bad, we limit the potential satisfaction from that meal. When you are able to look at food, not as good or bad, but just as food, knowing that going back to the roles food plays, food serves to fuel us, it also serves to nourish us, and it's also a source of pleasure and connection and joy when it's allowed to serve all of those roles. We don't need to make foods off limits. We will learn to self-moderate our food intake and to eat the foods that feel good when we are focusing on satisfaction, not limitation. So when we don't allow ourselves to eat the foods that we enjoy, we want them more and we are more likely to overeat them when we are presented with them and we give ourselves a pass. So whether that's a cheat day or the holidays or we just decide diet starts on Monday and then we overeat all weekend. When we don't have those limitations around food, we are able to eat those foods as a part of our healthy, balanced life, and we don't feel the need to overeat them because they are just available for us 
anytime. That is the beauty of having permission around food. Permission around food doesn't mean that you are going to eat the brownies all day, every day. We actually have a mechanism in our bodies called sensory specific satiety. It's a mouthful. <laughs> but many people, when they know, they know that they want to become a balanced eater. They're done with dieting. They want to try intuitive eating, but they feel like, well, I'm just going to eat brownies all day, every day. But chances are, if you started eating brownies all day, every day, you would get bored with brownies very quickly because our bodies crave variety. They want to be satisfied, and eating the same thing over and over again isn't satisfying. Eating a brownie when we really crave a brownie, now that is satisfying. Our bodies will tell us what we need. Your body will crave something other than brownies when you are eating in a way that's balanced. But when you tell yourself you can't have something, think about kids. When you tell your kids they can't have something, even if they didn't want it in the first place, they want it more and they beg for it. When we put limitations on food, when we put limitations on ourselves, We want that thing more. So by taking those limitations off of food and allowing it to be something that we can have anytime, we can really start to have a balanced mindset around it going, I can just have a little now because I know I can have more later. I can eat just enough to satisfy me now because I can have this anytime. And when we allow that to happen, we can optimize the satisfaction at our meals. And when we are satisfied by our meals, both in a physical satiation way and then a taste um, sensory way, then we don't feel the need to overeat. And we don't feel like, oh, we have to eat all of this now because I don't get it later. No, no, there are no foods that are off limits. So I can eat this whenever I want to. You don't feel the need to eat an entire pizza on a Saturday when you can have pizza any day during the week. I love to use the example that your body doesn't know the difference between a piece of pizza on a Wednesday and a piece of pizza on a Saturday, but it sure as heck knows the difference between one piece of pizza on a Wednesday and an entire pizza on a Saturday. One feels way better in your body than the other. And that's what happens when foods aren't off limits, when we don't put, oh, I can't have pizza during the week. I'm only allowed to have pizza on Saturday. We want it more. We eat more of it. We tend to over eat when we put those limitations on ourselves. So it seems counterintuitive, but taking those limitations off of ourselves actually provides the opportunity for more satisfaction and more balance. And the last reason that you might be overeating is because you're eating mindlessly. Now, this isn't always intentional. Again, we are busy mamas and sometimes we just get caught up in our days and we've got to eat and we are just, you know, eating while we're on the go and we're in the car when we're standing up at the counter. But making the effort to eat more mindfully and to sit down as much as possible when we are eating, to not eat when we're on the go, it doesn't have to be a perfect situation. Your kids might be running around screaming, but at least you're sitting down, at least you're holding a fork. You're putting your food on a plate. You're being intentional about eating and you are honoring your body right away. That's really, really important. When we're in tune with our bodies, we can honor our bodies with food when they need it right away because when we get over hungry, we're more likely to overeat. And when we can at least pay some attention as much as we can in that moment to the food that we're eating, 
we are much more likely to recognize when we are starting to get full. This can be as something as simple as just making sure you're plating your food, taking a little pause in the middle of your meal, and it can also be just making sure that you are as much as possible taking that time to eat by yourself, away from your kids, I know that that's impossible most of the time, but when can you take some time to just focus on your food, to put the phone away, to put away any of those distractions, not your kids, but um, distractions like TV, and just really take that time to tune into your body. And what you'll notice starting to happen um, in the Supermama Society, which is my group coaching, I have an exercise, an audio exercise that women find really helpful And it's from the intuitive eating um, coach training that I did a couple years ago. And it's all about the last bite threshold. And the last bite threshold is literally that point that when you are more mindful, you start to develop um, an attunement to your body when your body is starting to get full. And you can start to pinpoint, okay, this is the point where I'm almost good. I'm almost satisfied. I only need another bite or two and then I'll be okay. And it's a really, really cool place to get to in your intuitive eating journey. So maybe you aren't able to eat by yourself on the regular, but when can you carve out those times to to eat without distractions, to get in tune with your body? This isn't about perfection, but it's about being more mindful about your eating, choosing to sit at a table, choosing to plate your food, making those little choices one at a time that are going to help you to become a more mindful eater. So those are the main reasons why you might be overeating outside of emotional reasons. You might be unintentionally or intentionally restricting. You might not be eating regular balanced meals. You might have made certain foods off limits and then you're not satisfied with your meals or you might just be straight up eating mindlessly. So how then do we stop overeating in its tracks? Now, I already mentioned a lot of these things, but I'm going to kind of recap them for you because I think that they are really important points. Number one, eat regular balanced meals. And that means doing what you need to in order to make sure that food is just on hand. So that means having a routine of meal planning and going to the grocery store so you have food on hand. You don't need to schedule out every single one of your meals. That tends to feel more restrictive to most people. But you can say, okay, I've got foods that I know are quick and easy to grab so that I can honor my hunger when I'm hungry in the morning. I can grab something to take on the go for school drop-off, whatever it is. I have something for lunch, so I'm not just eating the tails off the dinosaurs, but I'm actually sitting down to a wrap or a salad or a sandwich or whatever feels good for you for lunch, leftovers. But you are planning for that so that you can eat regular balanced meals. And you're just doing that little check of, okay, do I have a variety of nutrients on this plate? Do I have some protein? Do I have some veggies or fruit? Do I have some healthy fats in there? Do I have, do I have the ingredients, so to speak, that are going to help me feel satiated? And then going, okay, I might be satiated, but is this what I want to eat? Is this going to satisfy me? So eating regular balanced meals, tuning in to satisfaction, as well as hunger and fullness cues. So making sure that for the most part, you are tuning in to when your body is hungry and responding as soon as you can. And then when you can be mindful with your eating, 
tuning into your fullness, and working on taking a pause during your meal to start to recognize that your body is starting to be full so that you can honor that as much as you honor your hunger. And when foods aren't off limits and when you are honoring your hunger right away, it is much, much more easy to stop eating when you are actually full and not overeat. And last but not least, look at where you've put labels around food or yourself, those shoulds and shouldn'ts you've put around food, and see where you can start to strip away those labels one at a time, remembering that labels do not serve to help us to maintain balance. It is a false sense of control. By letting go of the labels, we can start to listen to our body and ask our body, is this right for me now? The answer might be yes, the answer might be no. The more that we practice asking, is this right for me now, instead of this is a should or this is a shouldn't, we can start to develop that awareness of what feels good in our body and start to cultivate that balance without rules, restrictions, or labels at all. Mama, if this mindset around balance feels like something you can get behind, but you feel like you could use a little more support and the tools to get there, I've got you. The Supermama Society was designed for you. The Supermama Society, or SMS for short, is my unique group coaching membership designed for the mama who wants to own her balance with tools, trained coaches, and a community of like-minded women by your side to help you get there. Studies prove that accountability is key to our success, and the Supermama Society will give you the tools and the support you need to reach your goals of living a healthy, balanced mama life and feel like the Supermama I know you are. With access to two complete self-paced courses to guide you through the exact steps you need to become an intuitive balanced eater, monthly live group coaching calls for support, accountability, advice, and encouragement, monthly Q&As to make sure you get all of your questions answered, access to discounted one-on-one coaching sessions, as well as an exclusive resource library with recipes, meal ideas, worksheets, and more, plus expert-led member-only workshops held throughout the year, the Supermama Society has everything you need and more to live your healthiest, happiest, most balanced life. Even better, the Supermama Society is intentionally designed to be affordable. Choose from a one-time fee for lifetime access or monthly payments for more ease on your budget. To learn more and join us, head to supermamasociety.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.